the most delicious thing that you eat. I'm Alton Brown Walker, and this is Iron Chef Star Wars Edition, where our competitor chef will challenge one of Star Wars' great master chefs using one secret ingredient to see if he is truly a master chef or not. Here's our first contest, uh, contestant. What is your name? My name is Squiddy McSquid or something. Oh, Squiddy McSquid. I'm a squid. Oh, like uh, from Mon Calamari. Like Admiral Akbar. You're one of those aliens. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I was thinking more of my whole face is a squid. I'm just like a giant squid on a man's body. I mean, you're looking at it, can't you see it? I'm not a calamari. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I know people see, like to lump us together like we're all the same thing. I'm sorry, I can't. Well, I have an identity. But anyways, I don't want to make a big deal out of it. So, uh, sorry, first. And second, uh, which of the Star Wars Master Chefs would you like to challenge today? Oh, uh, <laughs> IG-99. He's a cold-blooded killer. All right. Always a good choice to choose the droid. They don't eat food. They don't have a sense of taste. Yeah, but like they just do calculations and make the perfect food. That's why I'm scared. That's okay. <laughs> it's good to be scared. Maybe use that uh, nervous energy to help you. I'm uh, crying over here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just spit on my ingredients. So, IG-99, are you ready? <laughs> his voice box has been deactivated. I think his owner wants him to have the ultimate concentration. Okay, but before <laughs> our contest can begin, we have to reveal uh, the secret ingredient as chosen by... Wicket from the Forest Moon of Endor. Your secret ingredient is oh god, stormtrooper flesh. I can work with that. And see, we did it. We did a little scene. Just as I predicted, I did everything. You did everything. Um. So this is pitching tense. It's a podcast with Sean Lemmy. John Otney. And Colin Westman. Matt Curse. Yeah, sorry. I forgot you were there. I didn't do the... Well, Whatever. It's we, we were keeping you a surprise because <laughs> he didn't want to play IG-99. Um, so, Solo, a Star Wars story, is coming out soon. That way, you can put up this podcast anytime before Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't put it out after. No, that's ultimatum. Yeah. Um, was Rogue One also Rogue One a Star Wars story? I don't remember. It so was. I remember it. So they're all gonna have a Star Wars story. I guess. In the title. <laughs> that's weird, especially if the like Ryan Johnson trilogy is like Star Wars Exploration Two. A Star Wars story. See, I don't, I don't, I don't think those other trilogies series stuff will have this. I think it's just like the one shot. Good that's, to know. That's my guess. 
So inspired by uh, Solo, a Star Wars Stories imminent release, we thought it would be fun to pitch our own um, Star Wars spinoffs, and, and maybe we'll start hashing out those rules, like how do you name trilogy sequel spinoffs. But um, you guys remember the rules to pitching tents, right? It's been a bit. It's been so long. <laughs> The uh, the idea is you have to come up with a pitch, and then once all four of us have made pitches, we will pick our our favorite, the winner of the episode. Just out of curiosity, what would you do to break the rules? <laughs> is there something you can't do? Ooh. I feel like there's restrictions we should put on it. Like we should no longer allow like I mean this doesn't really count for this one, but like backdoor sequels to things. <laughs> That's my whole game. I know. Yeah. Well, luckily you're good today. These are all backdoor sequels and or prequels. <laughs> front door sequels. Front door. Yes. Front door. <laughs> but aside from that, anything goes. Well, anyways, uh, who? How? What order should we go in? There's never a good way to decide this. No one ever wants to go first. How do we want to do it? I'll go first. Yay! All right, and then we'll just. Go this way or something. <laughs> okay, so what John did was a clockwise motion, and we do have an empty chair here for for you, Nancy. So I guess the yeah. Order... Where's your hologram? <laughs> <laughs> guess the order will be me, John, Nancy, and finish strong with Colin, the Star Wars lore Ooh, expert. Yeah, it'll give him plenty of time to soak in the the world. Yep. of Star Wars. Um, so I don't know. We didn't. One of the things we didn't talk about was if you were pitching a spinoff movie. Or a spinoff series, or a spinoff TV show. Um, so I decided to go with a TV show oh, route. Okay. I think, yeah, I think uh, any any medium would would be good. Could you yeah. do a video game? Video game or a book? <laughs> I think it think I think it should be all allowed. Okay. Um, but maybe that's just because I chose to do TV series because I have been a subscriber to the Star Wars Reddit for years now, well before the. Um, the force awakens even came out that's like way more hardcore than me um and so i've had a lot of time to observe the star wars fan base and while i was thrown by how much they hated the last jedi i do feel like i have a pretty strong sense of what they like which is rogue one a prequel and also the prequel memes subreddit (laughs) where they take stupid quotes from the prequel movies and just post them and everyone's like ha 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 it's so funny <laughs> <laughs> that, that's good I like that those are astute observations but, sure. <laughs> but they also uh, if you if you if you if you dig into the grains a little bit you'll see that they um, they're interested in because of their prequel obsession um like the underlying secret genius of George Lucas, um, they they like oh my uh, Star Wars was like it's like the Vietnam War, but like the good guys were like the Viet Cong. Whoa, 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 whoa! He's so smart. Yeah, that's so stupid. <laughs> he was not thinking about that. And, well, the thing the thing is, in the forty years since Star Wars came out, George Lucas has had time to like come out and say things vaguely like that like he actually was thinking more about his space adventure yeah that he was and um and so i would like to latch on to um one thing that he told actor terrence stamp 
about his character, Chancellor Valorum, which was that uh, he is a Bill Clinton-esque figure who is uh, a good man beleaguered by uh, bureaucracy and corruption. Um, and so I want to capitalize on the fan base's prequel obsession and the like, s- how smart Star Wars really is and make a West Wing-style political drama TV oh, no. show <laughs> centering on the Senate before uh, the trade dispute that begins Phantom Menace. So following the, uh, the chancellorship of Chancellor Valorum. Okay, but do people like the politics of the prequels? Is that something fans like? One of the things, there's a quote, I believe it's from Revenge of the Sith, where um, some vote is happening to give Emperor Palpatine more power, and Padme goes, this is how democracy dies, with thunderous applause. And everyone's like, oh my god, George Lucas is so smart. So here's our chance. It's the era of Trump. It's the era of the alt right. We can we I, there's a hunger out there for democracy falling apart, and for that to be more meaningful, we need to like see that democracy in a more functional state, like pre vote of no confidence. So in this show, is is Chancellor Valarum just like, you know, just like the greatest chancellor? Yes, he's incredibly inspiring. He does everything right. He's just like Jed Bartlett on the West Wing. What other positions would he have on his staff, or are we just going to make up positions? Well, was Masamita on the... Was he... He was like... He was there, wasn't he? Can you the describe blue? who that is? Is yeah. that the blue guy? He's the, the blue guy, yeah. With like horns. horns? So he's yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he... He, you know, canon update... He survives like well into the empire and well into after the empire. Like he's the one that signs the galactic concordance or whatever at the the very end of the civil war to like he's the empire's last representative. Like after the battle of Jakku, like when they all when when they finally surrender. He, oh wow! Yeah, he's the one that that does all that. Just kind of there by default. Yeah. Nobody cared enough to kill him. Okay, so that's cool. We'll definitely we'll work him into it. What's his it. position again? I mean, he's had a lot of positions over the years, but okay, so he's just an advisor. But well, want... you know, he can be our Leo McGarry, like the the chief of staff. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. yeah. The he's he's got a heart of gold, but he's also a hard ass. You know. <laughs> well, I would assume he has a soft ass. Like gelatin, because <laughs> yeah. he's blue. Wait, I don't get. He's an alien. He's all, is he all like big and lumpy? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not taking this seriously enough. <laughs> um, but like the West Wing, um, we're not going to have like a ton of Terrence Stamp time. He's a busy man, um, and so we've got to develop. A, uh, a his his character you know as the chancellor so we've got a who who is who else is in the chancellor's office these are, these will be the actual main characters of our show so are we making up positions I think <laughs> I we have so. to like sec- secretary of space <laughs> <laughs> who's secretary of space I guess we could think about just like what class of aliens we want I feel like secretary of space should be like a former like pilot like oh okay pilot. so this is important. The new Star Wars movies 
love introducing new funny looking aliens especially like puppets and cg aliens that weren't possible before yeah and it's great and very enjoyable but the fan base only wants like the four aliens that everyone remembers from the original series so we gotta focus let's get a twilight in there yeah let's get a wookie in there what's a twilight it's the the like long tentacle head people okay like kit fisto no, yeah. like uh, Bib Fortuna. Who are we talking about? Like Bib Fortuna. I don't know all the races. Bib Fortuna is a Twilight. Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna. Yeah, okay, and, so and then that Bib one that's Fortuna's... like super sexy. That Jedi. Everyone's like, oh yeah. Unreal. Okay, so Bib Bib a Bib Fortuna guy whose Java's weird advisor has the big penis coming out of his head. Okay. <laughs> Got it. And uh, you said a Wookie. Mm-hmm. What were the other ones? Um. About like, like a Greedo. Like maybe not, one of the Cantorian. Yeah, a Rodian. Yeah, yeah Rodian. Rodian. Sure. And was there another one that, like, I thought you said like four, like you knew? Like, no, I was just that was just a number. Because I feel like there's a couple others that you could easily like go with. You could go with like a Jawa or a Tuscan Raider. I assume fancy well, Ewoks. I I think I like a Tuscan Raider. He's like so volatile. Secretary <laughs> of War. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he's like wearing like a nice suit still. But he's still got like the same like weird head garb. I think it would be really interesting to have uh, a Tuscan Raider who's like advocating for like civil rights and like social welfare and like they're like can you believe some people call these guys sand people how racist is that oh yeah, yeah. definitely <laughs> so thing is, is this though, one of those the, the thing about that though is that Tatooine is not part of the republic oh shit so maybe he's there maybe like why what is there is this in the timeline this is later well this, well, this is, is before this episode is one. yeah he could be time. like an uh, immigrant, like who's born ah, on another planet or something, go. which gives him an outsider's perspective. Yeah, maybe maybe he's even like advocating for Tatooine to like get admitted into the Republic. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah. "What are you talking about? That's so stupid." <laughs> something that I want I want to get right off the bat here is everyone speaking their native tongue, but Chancellor Valorum like understands that everybody's saying like how like Hansel understands what Chewbacca's saying. Yeah, I was gonna say. So just and a bunch Hansel of Hansel understands like what Greedo's saying, and and just the testimony yeah. are just like like is there know, subtitles? Are there subtitles or, there. or or is all the writing just inferring what they're saying by? The, I, I, the I like the idea that we just stick it with with what Star Wars did, where Rodians are subtitled, and also Jabba the Hutt is subtitled in other huts, but nobody else gets subtitles. <laughs> All right, so we have a Tuscan Raider immigrant, and who cares what their positions are at this point? We have uh, that blue guy. Fuck him. Who cares? Bib, what's Bib Fortuna's? I want to know each of the, like the advisors' like deal, and then I want to put them in a, a scenario. So like, what's um, Bib for the Bib Fortuna guy? Like, what's what's he advocating, or what's his? Or if you want to so borrow from I, a West Wing character, I think the fan base prefers female Twi'leks. So okay, we're, so we're gonna, a female one. We'll, that'll be the Allison Janney character, the press secretary. <laughs> Allison Janney will play that character. And anyway, Allison Janney <laughs> will play this character. Sweet. So then, what was it's not knowing West Wing very well? Like, what's her deal? Like, so as the press secretary, she's the one who does all the press conferences. Okay, so she's press know. secretary, and then we have our Chewbacca. And or whatever the Wookie, sorry. I guess he needs a name. They don't need names. Some gibberish bullshit. I think um, one of the other characters on the West Wing that's kind of uh, integral is they uh, they introduce 
the president's body man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's played by Dulé Hill in, in the West Wing. He's okay. a, uh, it's, it's someone whose role is to just like sort of be an assistant to the president, you know, carry stuff for him. That sounds like a good thing for a Wookie. For yeah. That's like what Wookiees do, basically. I feel like Dulé Hill is a very Star Wars sounding name. <laughs> Should he be in it? <laughs> I mean, who's, who's, who's going to know, right? know who's underneath that costume? I just feel like he's too short to play a Wookiee, though. Maybe he could be a short Wookiee. Yeah, why so not? So he has like an inferiority yeah, well, complex. And it's funny because like, his character was like the young person on the West Wing. Mm-hmm. And so he's not a young man anymore, but by like Wookiee standards, he's still a very young man. Do Wookiees keep growing over the course of their life? <laughs> Nancy, do they? Oh, I don't know. I don't Chewbacca know. in the trailer for Solo, you're like, you're 150 years old or something. So at least we know that. Yeah. They get old. Let's pretend that he's like 50, but he's still like kind of small. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't reached his full height. Which is still just like, he's like a 5 foot 11 adult man. Yeah. <laughs> well, he just can't be as tall as Terrence Stamp. Yeah, and then you have your Rodian, right? And then your Rodian. So I feel I feel like the character we're missing is um is is our sort of like de facto main character, the 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 Josh of the West Wing. Is that Rob Lowe? No, Bradley Whitford. That's okay. yeah. Okay. Rob Lowe thought he was the main character, but he wasn't, and that's why he left the West Wing. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he. So. You know, you have the president, you have the president's chief of staff, and then you have the deputy chief of chief of staff, and that's what Josh was. So he's, you know, that way they can like have a boss character and not also have to have the president in every episode because he's the most expensive actor, <laughs> which translates well to I think because Terrence Stamp is going to be the only actor whose name anyone's heard of in this. Allison Janney. Well, except for we have Allison Janney, <laughs> who's a much bigger star than Terrence Stamp. <laughs> she won an Oscar. I don't think Terrence Stamp has an Oscar. I wouldn't rule it out, though. No way. <laughs> For what? I don't know. Shit happens, man. So what would be, like, the average kind of plot for this show? So, um, obviously the overarching plot of the series is the Trade Federation blockade of Naboo, which is, like, it's constantly building this tension with the Trade Federation, but uh, that's going to be in the background. I think on a per-episode basis, you're just dealing with um, some sort of political issue in the Senate that obviously, like, the more Trade Federation-friendly parts of the Senate are trying to do something bad, and the more liberal parts of the Senate are trying to do something good, and Chancellor Valorum is trying to use his office to, like, steer things in the right direction. So it'll be like, um, there's a, uh, uh, what's that type of mine that everyone's always afraid of going to? Is it a spice mine? Spice mine. Yeah. So like, like, oh, there's a, like a union, they're unionizing at a spice mine. And (laughs) (laughs) Chancellor Valorum's like trying to make that happen. spice mines are like illegal. Like that's like where you (laughs) find cocaine or whatever. Make up a different kind of mine. Just make up something else. That could be like a spice act. Like (laughs) the the mines are for like getting like metal to build ships and stuff. Sure, or like like kyber crystals, right? No, the Jedi's have like total monopolies on kyber crystals. Like before, 
Like, no one was allowed to, like, do much with them until the Empire started doing it. Maybe, like, the nerf herders, or isn't that a thing? Or humanizing? <laughs> I mean, mine, yeah. mining mining works. <laughs> I just, just okay. whatever. Yeah, and, 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 and so, like, I think there's there's the, the political factions, right? There's the senators who are friendly to the Trade Federation. Obviously, there's, like, the Jedi Council who's, like, all this fucking shit up. Like, the Jedi Council don't know shit. They're the worst. Why do we even have them? Um, and Chancellor Vorm's just stuck in the middle, man. Just trying to make so, it work. So Chancellor Vorm hates the Jedi. Ailments or, or personal problems to throw in there. Didn't like Martin Sheen need a wheelchair or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's season two stuff. Oh, we're not going. That you you got to hope we're not far <laughs> going that far into giving him any personal conflict aside from the political landscape. Like, does he have like a family? Like, so, are you saying the end of season one is like? Episode one. No, the end of the series is episode one. Okay, that makes sense. Because oh, I, I think we got to. I think there's also got to be a sort of like a a fall to Chance of Warm, where it starts out as he's like an idealistic, wonderful leader, yeah. but by the end of it, you're like, oh, this dude's gonna get a no confidence vote. Yeah, it's a dark ending to the show. <laughs> You think he's secretly addicted to death sticks? <laughs> I think maybe he turns to it after, after shit starts going. I, I figure death sticks are going to play a part in all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely mine, I think. Just like the most taboo thing in Star Wars. How can you not? Like, instant drama. Turns to death sticks. Are death sticks like, at, like as common as cigarettes, or are they harder than that? Seems harder. Yeah, I mean, like, there was, death that there, guy man. was like drug dealing them. Yeah, yeah like, it seems he's... like heroin. <laughs> <laughs> like it's as bad, or at least, or I don't know. It's probably not cigarettes. Yeah, because uh, you, you know you can buy cigarettes at a store. You don't need to have some shady guy <laughs> sell you cigarettes. <laughs> but also that like that guy just like walked up to him at a bar. So like you wouldn't do that if you were dealing heroin. But maybe if you're dealing like hey, you buy some yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Coke. Yeah, you'd say like, "Hey, do you like to party?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's difficult on this pitch is it requires a knowledge of both politics and Star Wars politics, and and the the Federation and all that shit. And West Wing, which none of us have watched except Sean. But trust me, this is what the fan base wants. They're ready. So the fan base likes. I missed it. They like Star Wars politics now. Oh yeah, because <laughs> we like, did back oh, then. It's so smart. Oh my god, you don't even get it. Like, have you read that thing about like how the prequel trilogy is written in like a this guy says at least in like a very complicated like poetry form. Where, you know, and it goes back to that stupid George Lucas movie. It's like poetry, it rhymes. But it's, they're, like, talking about how, like, if you, if you like, break it down scene by scene, there's, like, a mirror between, like, the prequel movies and the original movies. Like, you just gotta, you just gotta like, use a lot of thinking. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta, like, ignore all the times it doesn't work. And, you know. The only thing I ever see on the prequel Reddit is people photoshopping characters to make them super buff and then calling them, like, Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, maybe we can work like a very muscular naked man into this. 
Maybe that's uh, that's the Rodian. <laughs> Maybe like, like uh, well, you said uh, Valorum was like Bill Clinton, right? Maybe he has an affair. <laughs> <laughs> a dress with blue milk on it. Or in this case, a Speedo from a very rich man. <laughs> I like it. Very scandalous. And that's how, you know, he starts losing his family, starts turning to death sticks. Yep. That's <laughs> what a very ripped man will do to you. <laughs> Not enough ripped people in Star Wars. <laughs> Hayden Christensen is pretty rip. That's why they like him now. Oh, they love him. They love him now. Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor It's just like huge circle jerk. Like, oh, they're so misunderstood. <laughs> why do you look at all this stuff, Sean? <laughs> it's just you know, there but for the grace of God go I. You know, I get it. I I know where they're coming from. They're just really stupid. <laughs> Like I have these emotions, like, like when Hayden Christensen was at Celebration this year, I was like, "Oh, that's nice," you know. Oh, you know, it's not all his fault. He's not a bad person. But I'm not gonna. Yeah, him but then you'll start hammering on your dick and going, "My God, he's so <laughs> unappreciated." Hammering on your dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <just> expecting that. <laughs> Maybe I'll try that next time. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to add, or do you, should we keep moving? Uh, I need I need a title for our show. Oh, the W Wing, right? What? <laughs> next it's wing. like the X Wing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but they, yeah, they have to incorporate the W Wing. Like that's his Air Force One, I guess. <laughs> but it's shaped like really like not conveniently. It's like yeah, it's just a bunch of folds. Very angular. Yeah. I'd like to see if it could like fold up like a book into like just a flat thing. Like that? Like yeah. a butterfly? Yeah. It just folds into just like a square, like a flat square. <laughs> Maybe that has some kind of advantage in yeah. like sneaking through I don't know. I don't blockades. know why Yeah. Why is the Chancellor sneaking around? <laughs> For his affairs with Rift Men. No, but that's he's gotta have this before the affairs. The affairs yeah, later but on. later on it comes in handy. Yeah. He's like, ooh, ooh I can ooh. use this. <laughs> Alright. Is that you guys is that a good title? I like it. It is yeah. now. <laughs> it makes so much sense. Just looks good. It's hard to say though. How many seasons does it go? Eleven. Mm. Whoa. That's a much bigger commitment than I 24, thought. 24 episodes. <laughs> it's like a network TV show. Uh-oh. What uh, channel is it on? It's just ABC. CBS All Access. Let's be realistic here, Colin. <laughs> Disney's not going to do a deal with CBS. Okay, so it's just on ABC. It's going to be on ABC. Okay. Plus, if it was on All Access, it wouldn't have a 22-episode season. It could. There's no rules against that. They don't have that kind of money. Even Star Trek Discovery only had like 15. <laughs> you know. Yeah, this is Star Wars. It's the biggest But not industry. really. It's like sort of Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars like you've never seen it before. With no <laughs> fights or action. With no fights. There are Jedis, but they just talk. 
Yeah. Kind of like which which what's a good council Jedi to make a cameo like someone who's on the council in episode one times. Yaddle. The guy with the really long neck. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Yaddle so. and the guy with the long neck. <laughs> Uh, You're telling me Sam Jackson's not going to be in this names. show? Like, His voice is in it. Like, he was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., wasn't he? He was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a couple times. Yeah, he could do this. But he had, like, a deal to, like, play Nick Fury a lot. Yeah. I don't think he has the same deal to play Mace Windu a lot. Okay. It'd be hard to get, but he'd show up for, like, one episode. Yeah. Maybe, he, like, the season or the series finale. I think they would, like, talk about Mace Windu a lot. Just like Oh, they'd be, like, over. talking about people you know, like, oh, they're <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I know that person. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big part of the appeal of the show. <laughs> just, just getting just to feel mentions. superior to yeah. more casual viewers because you understand the references. Oh, yeah. That's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. I agree. Anyway, I think it's time for John's pitch. Okay, mine would be more categorized under a Star Wars story as just a standalone film. Though I did use a similar, I guess, technique as Sean, where I, I kind of loosely... Well, I don't know if Sean's that loose. I base it off of something else a little bit. I think we're all um, going to be doing that. So. <laughs> the movie, but I'm only using it a little bit, that I use kind of as my model for a jumping off point was A Hard Day's Night. <laughs> And so I wanted to pick one of the bands from Star Wars, but I didn't want to go with Max Rebo. I actually went with the Cantina Band, or as we all know them, Figrin Dan and the Modal Nodes. Uh-oh. There's a bunch of This them. is what I chose for my pitch. <laughs> Luckily, I have a backup pitch. We'll see how it goes. I feel goes. like I've mentioned this pitch before in real life. Well, I guess I'm really unoriginal then. You've got incepted. Yep. Well, I feel bad. Do you have another one? or? Yeah, I got a backup one. Okay. But it, we'll see. I don't have much for it. Okay. Um, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, and there's like so many more members of this band that I remember. So I'm just I'm just uh, using four of them. I'm going to use Figurin, Nalan, Tedden, and Doik. And uh, basically, they're like the Beatles, and they play at the Cantina Club, as I've renamed it. Or it's a different place. I don't care. They only ever play that one song. They have two so songs good. in the movie. Well, they mostly play the do 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 do. Like they have a hard day's night type montage of them running from their fans, like they're getting really big. And originally <laughs> so, had this. Do, yeah, go ahead. Do you want the the canon before you get too far? I mean, I'm going like the movies now, where I just do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> well, yeah, go but ahead, they though. they still gotta stick to to. No, this is this is not EU. This is canon canon. <laughs> Gotta be the canon. Okay, you gotta fit it in. So, so their deal is that they're they don't, they're not from Tatooine. They like came for a gig, okay. and like they got screwed over and like basically became indentured servants. To I can't remember who it was, but there's a short story about it, and like basically like you know they're forced to play in in this place, and they're just trying to raise enough money to to go home. And that's their deal. Okay, there is enough money to go home, so that's all out of the way. Yeah. And I want them uh, to perform. F- I originally had it like I was had it like way back in the past, like oh they perform for like Amidala, but I want to get away from all that stuff. Let's have like Princess Leia, right? I don't know if that fits in a timeline where they're gonna like perform for like I don't know her birthday or something, right? So so this is like between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. I feel like it should be... Well, I don't really know. I mean, how much time did Leia just get to, like, be princess and it was, like, all chill before things went to shit? 
Was there like a window of time where things were just like okay? Like she, before a new hope? She discovered kind of like that her parents were a part of the rebellion when she was like 16. So things had just been shitty that whole time? Well, like she was like Princess of Alderaan and she just did like political princess internship okay. stuff. Like, okay, well, pr- preferably I'd have it, I'd want it to be before a new hope. Okay, and they're gonna go, I guess, to where, where, what plant? Alderaan before it got blown up, or something. I know this doesn't work because they're in, uh, they're in a New Hope or something. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. I guess it has to fit it after can, that. It, 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 this is killing me, by the way. This if, is killing me after two hours. Again. <laughs> not two hours. Two years. I might as well just made it a different like group of guys entirely. If it's two years before a New Hope, can't can't that just be also before they became indentured? Okay, there we go. You could either Fuck do that, that you could either do that, or you could say that, like, who they belong to, like, flew them out to Alderaan for a concert. Do we know who they belong to? They, like, belong to the cantina, whoever, you know, something like that. <laughs> so just a, like, gross bartender guy? He's their bride F seed? <laughs> well, no, the, the cantina was actually owned by a Wookiee. Wow. Yeah. Okay, well, it's gonna be like a really proper British one. Like it's gonna be Brian Epstein, basically. But it's E P hyphen Steen. E P hyphen Steen Epstein. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he speaks. He's like a Wookiee, but he has like a, a slight British tinge to it. I mean, this is so. a character. Do whatever you want. What canon? Can you will give me the character then. <laughs> Who's the, what was the actual character? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. What to tell Just keep going. I hope it's Epstein. I'll, I'll I hope that's who it is. What? Just keep going. And I'll, uh... I think there actually needs to be a bunch of apostrophes. So E-P yeah. apostrophe S-T apostrophe. Oh yeah, it's a fucking mess, but it's just Epstein. So they go to <laughs> Alderaan. And from here, I just want each of them to have their own... Like, they have to get together to play this gig. It's going to be on Space TV, because I guess that's a thing sometimes. They definitely have, like, weird sports on TV. So I'm, they have to perform for Space TV. But each of them has something that's driving them away from the... Uh, you're like getting them like not focused and let's i guess figuring is your main guy he for him i'm gonna borrow one thing from hard day's night where his um grandfather is there so i guess he's like paul and his grandfather's there but then his plot is gonna be that his grandfather is kidnapped by bounty hunters so he has to worry about that i want to make up a new alien race for these bounty hunters. good luck fans are gonna hate it <laughs> okay so he, okay. He, here's a brief update basically they came to Tatooine for a gig. Um, spo- their trip was supposed to last a week. And then they got into trouble. Uh, they were supposed to play for a hut. And then uh, one of the band members got in serious debt to the hut, who sold them into indentured servitude and uh, took them a year to pay off their debt and find their way off world. So there's some serious tension in the band because like, this short story was written from the perspective of one of the band members like from his memoir so so he was basically just like pissed off at, at, at his bandmates for you know there's some tension there all right great there's tension uh i want to invent um a new alien so wh- what do you guys think is better do you think it's like guys in costumes cgi or puppets so or be careful humans? be careful john because 
the the Star Wars fans do not like when you make new things that they don't recognize. People, I don't know. Do people really hate the porgs that much? <laughs> I like them. No, it's not. It's not like the they're porgs. They're just, like, just like why is the why is a porg there when they could have the the frog that eats the thing outside of Jabba's palace? It's like they already <laughs> have animals. <laughs> but they're not on the same planet. So it, why wouldn't it be also there? I know what it looks like, Colin. But there are different species on different no! planets. That's why? That's, that's, you know, science. No! <laughs> Sorry. Okay, uh, well, I, granted it would be hard to come up with a new uh, breed. Would it be, like, better? What about Giant Cat Man? Giant Cat. Okay, Colin just <laughs> gave me a coaster with a cat with a cupcake on its back. So let's go with that. <laughs> Giant Cat Man. I like it a lot. Okay. <laughs> you know, super realistic. They act like cats. What can you Now, when you that? say super realistic, do you mean super realistic? Yeah, super realistic. Okay, because my movie, my movie is going to be super realistic. <laughs> what do we? I, I, I don't know. Maybe I, they're not usually super realistic. super realistic. Is like we're talking about like the violence, right? Not just like how a character looks. <laughs> it's just like so detailed, I guess. It's like, the camera just keeps zooming in on them. Is it get more and more detail? <laughs> Isn't that a thing from from pitching tents? Yeah, we've talked about? about it, but I never like know exactly what it means when something's super realistic. <laughs> You're the one who came up with it, I guess. It's just super realistic. We'll get to that. <laughs> okay, so these uh, these group of cat men, impeccably dressed. Yes, <laughs> dressed like the cat from the Cat, cat Returns. Yeah, they wear suits. <laughs> Are you like tuxedos? Yeah, you know, just call them like the felines, like felines. <laughs> and I think it's it's pretty simple. They just want his grandfather for just the dough because they know that like. They got it because they're 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 a band on the rise. I can't remember where we decided this took place or how famous they are, but they're famous enough to play for Leia. So that's our Paul. Now we have our let's go with our John. Let's go with Nolan Cheel, who plays the band Phil. Um, I feel like he's got to run into some sort of Yoko or something. The only thing I can come up with is like Sny Snoodles or something similar to Sny Snoodles. Who's that? That's like that thing that sings like that. Song in Return of the Jedi. That's oh, like, yeah, <laughs> Lady Marmalade style song. Okay, or like I think he wants to be the same race. Yeah, or he like wants to start a solo career because the other guy <laughs> gets all the glory. Han Solo. No, different Dan or whatever the fuck it is. Figurin Dan. Figurin Dan. I don't want him to get too much into another kind of music though, because for the George Harrison, Ted and Dahal. I want him to get really into space reggae. Like how George Harrison got really into Indian music. Like he really wants the band to play space reggae. Yeah. So is that boring. like is that like the music from the Force Awakens canteen? It is, yeah. But this is like but like everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, this is gonna be really big someday. And like this is so fucking <laughs> shitty and we don't wanna hear anything of it. So he's doing that. I'll come back to the John Lennon. What would the Ringo of this group, what would his, like, what were, when you think Ringo, I mean, I think most people think, oh, terrible songwriter or something. What would be a good... Well, can't he be the character that accidentally got them in debt and sold yeah, the service? Like he's the one. Oh, he has, like, a gambling problem. Yeah, now here's the thing. Uh, 
can I actually come up with my own reason for why they got in debt, or is there a specific reason why they got in debt? I'm sure there is a specific reason, but I, I don't care. But it it was a it was like a hut. It wasn't Jabba, but it was some hut that they got in trouble with. So yeah, it seems there's so many things you can bet on in in Star Wars, right? Well, I mean, yeah. pod racing being the most obvious. So they were they if were it was even around at this point. Yeah, they were performing for this hut. So I assumed like while they were at the hut's house, like one of them, you know, wagered on something. Yeah, what would you wager? Like the Rancor fights. What's another thing that would be funny to see fight in Star Wars? Maybe it was like an eating contest with with he like <laughs> challenged the hut to an eating contest, and that was I would obviously like to see a that bad idea. An eating contest. <laughs> Just like eating those frogs and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I I know those frogs. I remember those frogs. Yeah. I like that. Remember like those frogs. The frogs. So like. <laughs> so he bets that he can beat Java in an eating contest a, or a hunt. Eating, we can make a. Can we? Is it specifically frogs. Java or can it be our own? Can it just be any hut? Just yeah, just any whatever. Should we make up a new hut? I mean, it's hard to top the, like, effeminate hut from the Clone Wars movie. <laughs> Maybe, like, a hut that's, like, similar to that eating guy, Kobayashi. <laughs> it's just, like, an unassuming Japanese man is a hut. <laughs> he's, like, a hut, but he's, like, he's actually, like, super ripped. <laughs> he's got, like, a six-pack. He eats so much. Well, well, just like, well, just like the thing is, like his his race, like they can consume so much, but he's like super fit, but like he gets super fat as he eats, <laughs> like it starts expanding. It's a nice visual. But he's it's like, yeah, and he does the thing where he dips it in the water, and then like, like you know, he takes two at the same time, and he double frogs it, and that's a really good scene. That scene is in ninety. <laughs> They only they were they were only able to film sub scenes in 9D, which is I don't know what that is. That's up that's up to you to decide. <laughs> is that it's a picture of Kobayashi being fat after he eats uh, in an eating competition? Do you uh, like see the individual hot dogs in his stomach? He's so ripped. <laughs> okay, so back to the John Lennon uh, member of the Nodes. I believe I said his name was like Nolan or something. Oh, Doik is our is our Ringo, by the way. I'm thinking it'd, it'd be more interesting for me if he got into like some sort of weird conceptual art. Is there like any? Has there ever been like a museum in a Star Wars or like galleries or like any like? Is there any art established in the Star Wars world that we know of? The Jedi's have a library, so at least there's literature. I'm just trying to think of what Star Wars art would be and what star, kind of Star Wars art he could get into. They went sculpture. to that opera thing. Opera, yeah. yeah. Well, like, let's like, yeah, let's sculpture like sculptures got, of what made. They got lots what. of statues and stuff. <laughs> Maybe he just gets like, <gasps> yeah. Go ahead. Gets way into Naboo light orbs. <laughs> Go on. I don't recall. Remember the Gungans give like a big <laughs> light orb to. <laughs> Uh, okay. Queen Amidala at the end of Phantom Menace. Do we know what those do? They're just cool. I think it's just really cool. So what do you? Did you say get into light orbs? <laughs> just like making them and stuff. Just like making them sell light orbs. It's like glass blowing kind of. <laughs> okay, so it's like glass blowing. It's like the Dale Chihuly. Every time <laughs> he's got an eye patch. They should they should meet another alien that's like like played by Dale Chihuly. It's a cameo. He looks Dale, very alien. Dale Chihuly as a Gungan. 
Yeah, as a Gungan. He's got like the crazy hair and the eye patch. Is he like missing an eye or something? Yeah, like, I think so. Like an eye patch. And his name is C-H apostrophe Uli. Chahuli. <laughs> and yeah, so he's a, he's a, it's a nice little cameo in nice. our world. <laughs> Paul McCartney should have a cameo in this as well. Yeah. He was in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> He's like a guy in prison. Maybe there's a part where they can go to prison in this and he could be a guy in prison again for something to do with Death Sticks. Is there any other good crimes in Star Wars? Is there anything as unsavory as Death Sticks? I mean, Spice he, 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 is like spice. spice is like the, the main drug. Yeah. It could even just be like he had he, he he has the death sentence like on a bunch of different planets and or systems and he's gonna be executed. I mean, it, that, seems, it seems like a lot of people just steal stuff, like smuggling such a big business in Star Wars apparently. Yeah, it's like when Paul McCartney got arrested for like bringing uh, like just like weed to Japan or whatever. So mm-hmm. it gets to be like bringing spice um, onto Alderaan. So he's in jail. <laughs> Is he an alien or Man, so stiff on Alderaan. I'm trying to think if Paul McCartney's an alien. I think he is. He should have something funny. What if he just looks like a giant beetle? <laughs> <laughs> he's got like pincers on his head. But do you like? Do you still see his face? Like, yeah. Is it like he's got a whole costume, but the face part is cut the out? The face part is still him, he's, but he's got like little a, pincers on his head, and Matthew he's got wings that come Kubo out. Matthew with the two strings. Okay, yeah, I know what you're saying. He's a beetle. <laughs> but, I like. but it's spelled B I I T L E. Name's Beetle. There's an apostrophe yeah. between the eyes. <laughs> Beetle. And a backwards question mark. Beetle. <laughs> I'm trying to think how. So, how is Figrin Dan going to get the band back together? How do they end up in jail and how do they get out of the jail for the big gig? I don't know. I just, it, I don't I guess I don't have to work through the whole movie. <laughs> what would be a funny way for them to end up in jail? It's hard to think of like crimes. I mean, it's, it's. I guess it's fun to just like come up with them. I'm just trying to come up with conflict. Decide like it's easy to come up with the characters. It's a lot harder to come up with what they actually do in the film. Yeah. Um, maybe there could be like some sort of set piece. Yeah, I think there's got to well, <laughs> yeah, there's got to be a big concert at the end. But if it's just like like a comedy of errors type thing, where there's just like a simple misunderstanding and it ends up with them like being chased and like destroying a whole town. <laughs> oh, a chase sequence. Hmm. What kind of like ooh, and they have like a yellow like something that's like a yellow submarine. <laughs> yeah. And it's, a, it's an eye wing. That's probably already a thing, right? Oh, probably. Let's. They just have some sort of yellow ship. And does Paul McCartney drive it? Can he get out and just be in the rest of the movie <laughs> with them? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. He just like digs a hole out. Yeah. They're like, they're trying to fix the hole, but I dug it out anyways. <laughs> like fixing a hole. Yeah, I get it. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> they get the spaceship, and so yeah, they just break out of prison. I don't know how they got into prison. Um, just piss someone off. Yeah, just piss someone off, and then they're like they're running from that person, and they're like wrecking the whole town, escaping. 
then they get arrested at the end because they crash. And then they get their big show. And Paul McCartney's playing with it at the end. What's he playing? Just a banjo. Just a bass. His big no. His half the bass. We finally hear the lyrics that we've always wanted to hear. I want to go to the place where I'm gonna do. Sweet. And then, how do you handle Leia being in this? She's like in one scene. Is it like hologram Leia, Rogue One. Okay, <laughs> it's just it's the same scene. She just goes hope. Did it? Did it? Did it? Who would Leia? What'd you get for your birthday? Hope. <laughs> Who would you get to direct like a semi like musical? <clears throat> Like, uh, I mean, Lin Manuel Miranda wrote the reggae song in Force Awakens. Oh, yeah, he could do it, and then yeah. he can star as well. <laughs> he could be the main dude. Yeah, no one will be, be able uh, to tell because he's got he a bug be head on. Dan. And yeah. then the rest are like, who gives a shit? It's like Bill Hader, Fred Armisen, and like Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> <laughs> and Lin Manuel Miranda. Directed and starring. Uh, the hard part is coming up with a title. The only title I had in my mind was Cantina by You Love, but it's fucking terrible. <laughs> It'd be nice to use just a... Um, I would go with a, a play on A Hard Day's Night if I could think of any Star Wars words that you can fit into there really well. And that are also relevant. Um, but any kind of Beatles reference would work too. I mean, it doesn't... I don't know. Also, I think you forgot to mention that the type of music they play is called jizz. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. Which, it's called jizz. Okay. J-I-Z-Z, but it's like a little mark after the J. Just call it yeah. all... How about call it all that jizz? <laughs> all that jizz, a Star Wars story. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Okay, I'm good. How about and all, how about and all that jizz? Sounds good to me. And all that jizz. <laughs> and all that jizz. If only Bob Fosse was here. They do like a song like that in there. Yeah. They can have a Bob Fosse type character. <laughs> Alright, I guess that's it. Uh, Nancy? That's Nancy. Since turn. you're the empty, right. chair the empty chair in our Please. So, I'm also taking. Uh, well, I'm taking. So, like you know, one of the things um, Lucasfilm's been doing a lot is you know taking little beats, bits and pieces of uh, legends, and you know interweaving them with uh, you know the the new canon. And so you know the the one the the biggest EU story that ever stood out to me was you know the tragedy of George R. Binks. Okay. Are, we, are we all familiar with with that? Yeah, somewhat. But re- let's re- okay. refresh. So basically, George R. Binks was a was a man, a very proud uh, whaler. That was his profession. Um, you know, probably hunting gooberfish, things like that. And he's like hell serious. And he was in love with uh, this this Gungan woman and. It turns out that she was infertile, so it was more important for him to c- 
continue the Binks bloodline. So he left her and married a woman that he didn't love and had Jar Jar. And he tried his hardest to teach Jar Jar how to, um, how to, you know, follow in his footsteps and be a whaler. But, you know, he was not good at it. And uh, one day they, they, Jar Jar's, you know, hijinks got them stuck, stranded on, a, on an island. And uh, George, like, sent him, he's like, go swim, like, to, to get help, knowing that Jar Jar would probably die. And then uh, that that didn't work because his wife was like, no, don't do that. You'll die. <laughs> and then uh, so here we go. Overcome with feelings, he drew a grunt gun and turned it on himself. His wife encouraged him not to, but only ended up encouraging to pull the trigger, telling him to think of their son. The shot merely grazed his skull, knocking him unconscious. When he woke a short while later, his head lowered in sadness. So that's the story of George R. Binks. Uh, my movie would be a drama. You know, this is Oscar bait. We're going for <laughs> hella serious. This is post this incident. So kind of, you know, probably years after Jar Jar has been banned. Jar Jar is not in this movie. But kind of, you know, he has flashbacks to his his former love that, you know, that he left. You know, what what could have been... Uh, he, he probably works on some kind of whaling ship again. You know, it's like pretty intense and pretty, it's just like a super dark movie. Um, of course, you know, the Star Wars fans, they love practical effects. So this movie is 100% practical. Uh, there's no CGI. Even the Gungans? <laughs> Especially the Gungans. That, that, that technology doesn't exist. A convincing Gungan costume? Oh yeah, it's... Let me tell you, it's super realistic. <laughs> a practical Gungan costume. It's just a puppet, you know. But I like looks, the, I like the whaling so angle. If it's like a yeah. perfect storm or something, like he's yeah. trying to catch like the ultimate goober fish. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's the only thing that will like bring him happiness in this world. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's definitely like a part of like his first, um, like his his job like he you know like he's like the best whaler or whatever you know in the world and so but now like you know years after his failed suicide attempt and you know his son's out of his life and his i'm sure his wife left him and you know he's just got all this regret and now he's got to you know so that's the stage for it uh it's mostly set you know on a whaling ship and he's got like all these nightmares of jar jar and and his ex lovers and I like to think oh, what night nice. they're nightmares for him, but they're probably like really over the top comedic. <laughs> Whoops! Like Jar Jar stepping in duty or whatever. Yeah, but how are you gonna win Jar-Jar an Oscar going, like that? What? I said, how are you gonna win an Oscar when you're stepping in duty? Well, just as long as the performance is like really good from Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, he's so so disappointed. On every Does level. Daniel Day Lewis come out of retirement to play Jar Jar Binks? I feel like he'd be or older, like like Anthony Hopkins, right? That's pretty old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I we'd have a cast for Captain Ahab, right? Like, yeah. Uh, Daniel yeah, this is good, person. but he is retired. 
Is there anyone else close to that good? He's like close to that. Yeah, age. but don't you think he would come out of retirement for like the you know the perfect role? I guess what's interesting about Daniel Day Lewis is he always like turns into his characters. So he probably in real life would start dressing like George R. Banks and then like actually go whaling. So he for, goob- for real goober fish. Um, what about Mark Rylance? I don't know if he can carry a Star Wars movie, but I guess they they put not I think, so famous I think actors. Is fine. Mark mm-hmm. Rylance could be on the crew. Yeah, he's got ship experience from Dunkirk. So what kind of <laughs> yeah. what kind of crew does uh, George R. Binks have? Uh, I mean, Are I'm they... not too familiar with the, the. You know, it's just probably like, you know, your typical ship crew. You get the. You know, I don't know anything about ship crews. Crusty, so. crusty, <laughs> gross guys. Well, we can yeah. assume Mark Ryan's like steers the ship, whatever that's called. Uh, yeah, I don't know ship crews either. Should he be an alien or He's totally? I think they're. All, well, they're they're all, they're they're mostly Gungan, I think. Uh, well, they gotta have that... one Naboo person. Yeah, yeah. There's like one crusty Naboo guy. Or hot Naboo babe. Or hot Naboo babe. No, we'll leave that for when they like have shore leave and they like go go into support. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's just it just Gungans and then a crusty Naboo guy. Joe, okay. you'd watch the terror anyone from that who would be a good fit for this movie. <laughs> or that movie's or remember that show is so old. Um, I mean, I guess uh, what's his name, Siren Hins, has lots of experience playing someone who's not actually there by being the bad guy in Justice League. So yeah, there you go. So are we saying him as a human? I think he's a Gungan. Okay, as a Gungan. Yeah, who plays the the human? Um, well, I wonder what's the, what's the con- so do the Naboo people hate the Gungans? I don't remember their relationship. I feel like it wasn't like hate, but it was just like we, you know, we keep out of each other's business. I feel like if you want drama, you should make this. Thing. You should make this guy like racist against Gungans or something. Like the the Naboo people have like this great society and just like don't give a fuck about the poor Gungans living in the swamps. I don't think the Gungans are poor though. Like they seem to have a pretty cool thing going on. <laughs> yeah, but I remember Boss Nest was like. You said Naboo think are you so great. <laughs> hey, is Boss Nass in this? I was gonna ask, can we have someone who's a Gungan like Boss Nass? Like, like that a big, big frog kind. guy. Maybe like his like fuck up brother or something. <laughs> like <laughs> this is his chance to prove himself by being on the ship crew. Prince Nass. Do, do we Prince do we finally Nass. get an explanation of why Boss Biz- Nass? Business. Like <laughs> I always. This is based off of absolutely nothing, but I always assumed how it's like. It was what is it like orangutans? Like only the alpha gets the big puffed out cheeks. So maybe Boss Nass being like the leader is the only one that gets like super fat. How about Biz Nass played by Biz Marquis? Biz Marquis. <laughs> we have a supporting a actor nomination. Cast of British veteran thespians. <laughs> Bismarcky, Bismarcky, so <laughs> We still haven't cast the human who is doesn't really like the Gungans very much. Walton Goggins. <laughs> Walton Goggins. 
That's a little older than I was thinking, but I mm. like where your head's at. How does everyone else feel about Walton Goggins? Does right. he, he definitely good. uses whatever the N-word is for Gungan people. <laughs> Maybe like Ben Foster. He also I'm just, definitely uses... I'm just thinking of actors I could imagine being racist. <laughs> Which is a weird exercise, but... <laughs> Michael Shannon. Oof. How about oh, I was gonna have to think of it for another role, but yeah. How about Mel Gibson? <laughs> <laughs> That's, I guess it adds like a certain degree of menace. Like this guy could like mutiny on everyone. <laughs> I feel like all his his arms and both his legs should like all be like harpoon launchers, <laughs> but they're like only one still has one. But John, this is the movie that's super realistic. <laughs> it just no looks CGI. super realistic. Hell yeah, they just put them over. They're just really big harpoons. <laughs> I feel like it. I feel like well, only one still has the actual harpoon in the launcher because he's fired all the other ones. He's like, I'm saving this last one. <laughs> For who? Oh, he, For you know, goober. you know, who. For the mega goober fish. Or for one of the, but then, but he ends up using it on one of the Gungans. He ends up killing oh, shit. Biz Prince. Biz no, <laughs> Bizdas, Bizdas. He ends up killing Bizdas. <laughs> but then, like, he tries to play along that he's not dead, so he does weekend at Birdie's type stuff. It <laughs> <laughs> does his voice like the Beaver, <sighs> which is great because it's a great sequence because. What's his name? Biz, whatever. Biz Nass. Is like he's like a great rapper, right? And then but there's one scene where it's like, hey, show us one of your great songs. But he's dead at this point. So Mel Gibson has to do it by puppeteering. Yeah. I like it if he has like a little piano and they do the. <laughs> oh, you got what I need. But he's got sunglasses. The tension because the audience knows that's not actually him. The tension is just so intense. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, baby, you. But he's singing it too well. They're like, no, this isn't him. Yeah, so there's um, some shit going on. He probably wants to, like, mutiny at some point, too. Oh, yeah. So he's, like, your bad guy, aside from the way. But it's one of those movies where, for, like, like they just the script just doesn't handle it very well. And in the end, he, like, kind of saves the crew. And you're like, uh. <laughs> he didn't really redeem himself. Why are we supposed to feel good about this guy? <laughs> That, yeah, that's what gets awards attention. I know what you're. I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> like he like saves them from like the like like the goober fish or something. Yeah. I like that and all the nightmares. I don't know if I want to jump to the end, but like for some reason, like I want. I want to somehow include either the line or the gimmick. There's always a bigger fish. Like either as like a like a line they say to like. Like, like they don't get it. It's like there's always a bigger fish, or like they're trying to catch it and then it gets swallowed by another fish or something. Yeah, Maybe like they finally then... like hook it, but then another one swallows it. How about the end of the movie? George Arbinks comes home. Uh, his wife is there. She's like, do you, "So you you caught the goober fish?" And he's right, his wife left him. Whatever. Someone's there. <laughs> and he gets out his gun, and we finally we see a shot. Of Jar Jar Binks, he's also in the room, and Jar Jar Binks cocks his gun and says, "There's always a bigger fish." Yeah, there you go. Who's he pointing the gun at? 
that's the thing. It's like, is he going to shoot himself or is he going to shoot Jar Jar? That's <laughs> oh, we know ends. Jar Jar doesn't die. Yeah, well, but the ambiguity of this movie doesn't have to be hindered by the presence of canon. But it will be. <laughs> the point isn't that he doesn't shoot Jar Jar. The point is that we think he might shoot Jar Jar. Mm, I see. So I, I do like the bigger the, the bigger fish line definitely is like one of it's like the first scene. Like they're just like on a whaling trip and like the 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 fish thing happens. Like they get a goober fish and then another one gets him and and Mel Gibson says it. Do they are they also are they fishing in the planet core? <laughs> yeah, oh, planet core. The, the planet core. Yeah, they're fishing all over the place. Oceans and shit. What about the shore leaf scene we talked about but didn't really get into? It was supposed to have hot ladies and muscly dudes. Oh, it's, it's hella sexual. I mean, that that's why it's rated R, just because all the nudity. Because they, and it's, they actually have sex. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. You're saying this movie has unsimulated sex? <laughs> 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 It's super. It's what real. Star Wars needs to finally be taken seriously. Um, is that even like legal? Yeah. <laughs> it's just frowned upon. Definitely will not be rated yeah, R. The Me Too movement is going to hate this movie so much. <laughs> is there anything I mean, we can do to make it a little less worse? <laughs> it's all with muscly men. Including Mel Gibson. Yeah, Mel Gibson's gonna get shredded for this role. <laughs> so scary. He never wears a shirt. God. Never. His beard is at maximum length. Huge beard. Yeah. <laughs> There's all his harpoon. Like, what's his character's name? Well, what's a Naboo name sound like? I guess Amadala Padnaka. Uh. The other, the handmaid lady, whose name I can't think of. Um, Seems like lots of vowels are yeah, in their names. Like, Lathias Weaponias. Like Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Okay. It'd be like Bora or something. What did you say, Bora? Bora. Boogie's Boro. Boro. I like that because like bro, <laughs> Boro, Boro, Boro. Are we on to giving it a title? Sure. So many. I feel like there's so many routes you can go here. You can go with the easy one. You can do it like Mo- Moby Binks or Das Binks or the Hunt for Red Gooberfish. Could just be Binks. Banks is solid, but that's misleading. People who think it's a, a Jar Jar movie. Yeah, that's true. That's how that's how we'll get people into the theater. <laughs> That'll get them. Binks underlined. Binks Senior, a Star Wars story. Binks Senior, a Star Wars story. My father's tears. <laughs> my father. Okay, let's call it my father's tears <laughs> as a Star Wars story. <laughs> <laughs> My father's tears. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see the toys. 
Not any toys. It's too serious. Yeah. We'll do like really serious like statues that are like three hundred bucks, <laughs> if that, for the cheap one. <laughs> the cosplay market's huge as well because the costumes are so impressive because they're super realistic and they're they don't use realistic. any CG. It's filmed in twelve K. Yeah. Wow. Reserved for the future. Like eyes bleed. They had to develop new cameras that don't even exist yet. Oh yeah. This sounds like a project for James Cameron. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk about who's directing it. I just feel like James Cameron is all about like technology that doesn't exist yet, <laughs> unless he invents it. <laughs> I feel like he'd so. invent 12K and anything but, else you know, we mentioned. James Cameron would only direct it if he also wrote it, though. That's the problem. You don't trust him to write it? I don't trust him to write My Father's Tears. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> um okay who can handle something that weighty uh what about paul thomas anderson right yeah he works with daniel day lewis yeah he gets it sure <laughs> you know you get the johnny greenwood score in there <laughs> it's perfect yeah there you go paul thomas anderson's my Deanderson. father's tears star wars story all right, Kong. Bring us home. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really develop mine much because uh, it was a backup. But uh, I guess you guys can help me out. Okay. Since I'm sure there's plenty of stuff relating to this in the canon, but I think we should definitely try to deviate it and add some other uh, things. Um, I figure this one's also <laughs> kind of Oscar baby because it's more like a s- super serious drama. About uh, moisture farming. No. <laughs> the uh, Owen and Baru story. Um, I guess this would be maybe like young, young teen times for Luke, where like I don't know. I think times are just like tough on the on the moisture farm, and like they've been having some bad seasons and. <laughs> They really need this one harvest to really come through. Maybe there's like a, uh, you know, a competing moisture farm, like not far away. Some guy that wants like the monopoly. I don't know anything about what moisture farming is, though. I, I should be getting water, right? I guess. It's a place where you can't get, like, it's probably scarce. That makes sense. Does blue milk have anything to do with moisture farming? They just enjoy drinking it. I don't think it has anything to do with the actual farming. Does Remember, it c- blue milk comes from those cows, right? Comes we from learned cows. that in the last one. Okay, well, that could play into it, too, the cows. <laughs> also, I'm wondering, should Joel Edgerton reprise yes, his role as Owen Lars? People Lowe's? love shit like that. Yeah, that'd be Joel, Joel Edgerton's good. on record saying he wants to return as Lars. Hell yeah, he's doing it. So he's back. Sweet. I don't know if there he's got some sort of uh I don't know, issues with the Jawas at this point, uh or if the Empire's involved. Probably not. Well, he's got uh, probably a, an alright relationship with the Jawas, but okay. I, I guess the Tuscan Raiders would be his bigger concern. Well, one thing that's happened in in the comics is that like gangs will like come steal their water during like really bad seasons. So that's like a big problem. Okay. And then like in in that story, Obi Wan like saved the day. He like came over and saved the day and then Lars is like, Fuck you, get out of here. Okay, so that's in the movie, right? Yeah. You and I, I, back too. I was Panther thinking, yeah, Obi Wan should be in this. 
I guess that that's good if he's. I mean, they're making that Obi Wan movie. Yeah. Are they? Then there's reports now that pre-production has started. Okay, we'll see. If Ewan McGregor is in Solo, does that ruin it for you? I don't. Think this way, how big of a role is this? I missed that. How big of a role is um, Obi Wan in this movie? In this moisture farming movie? I feel like it should be fairly. I mean, should that be the big conflict of the the Tuscan Raiders? Stealing from them and making things yeah. harder for yeah. him. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, he should be like making a stand. Like, this is my farm. I'll never yeah. back down. And not just raiders, but just all sorts of like, you know, gangs and okay. mafia type people. Because the water really scares. Are, they're know. all stupid. They don't know what's going on. But uh, to go back to John's question, like, does does Owen have like um, conversations with Obi Wan about like, get out of here, I don't want your help? during the whole course of the movie or does Obi-Wan just come in at the end to save the day I think he could come in at the end maybe like early on Luke's maybe asked about Obi-Wan and he's you know he's just like fuck that guy who gives a shit and then like there's one part where uh, yeah like a just huge gang of Tusken Raiders have like moved in on their uh their farm and just start drilling into the the moisture collectors collectors and then uh yeah they're like threatening owen and then ben kenobi shows up and like chops some arms off whoa (laughs) i don't know if he kills anyone that doesn't seem his way but he definitely chops a bunch of limbs off it's not Star Wars until somebody gets an arm chopped off. Yeah. Do we still have the other plantation guy, owner, like the other moisture, moisture farmer? Do we have him and the Tusken Raiders? I or think we just have the Tusken Raiders? I think that could be it. And maybe that guy's like in cahoots with the Tusken Raiders. So, okay, it's, so the yeah. system's corrupted. <laughs> it's it's all working against Owen. You should have one of the Tusken Raiders be able to speak uh, English. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. <laughs> just one of them? Yeah, like he's, he's learned it. Oh, and there's like a very dramatic scene where he like walks up to the moisture farm and he like takes his mask off and he finally gets to see what their faces look like. Whoa. What do they look like? Just white guys. Like <laughs> just this is John Malkovich. <laughs> is it is it John Malkovich? It's John Malkovich. Yeah. And just talks like John Lennon. <laughs> Me and my friends don't like what you got going on around here. Pointing all the water for yourself. Not very fair. So they all like jump, they all take off their things. They all no, like, I think it's just just the one, and you have to we have to wonder. What you have the to wonder if like. the other ones also look like John Malkovich. Okay, who should play the guy? Uh, who owns the competing moisture evaporator farm? Uh, how about Billy Bob Thornton? <laughs> it's pretty good. Ooh, it's pretty the astronaut shady. farmer himself. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he has dreams of being an astronaut farmer? Yeah. Like he's he has like a, a moment rocket. of vulnerability where he confesses that he just wants to be going to space. Do you think? Uh... That's, that's such a lame. That's like us having a dream. Like I just wish I could drive on the freeway, and go one town over. Maybe there's some reason he can't go into space. Well, it's expensive. But like he's like he's got probably got the money for it. There should be like some other reason. 
Maybe he's got a fear of it. I just want to work in that one guy in the cantina who's dressed like an astronaut. (laughs) Like, maybe that's Billy Bob (laughs) Thornton. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Like, after he finally gets to pursue his dreams of going to space, he's just like a regular spaceman. So then they can go back and cut him into the movie. Yeah. In a new edition. Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Same costume, just edit the face. So he's got like sweet 70s sideburns in yeah. the movie. Oh, God. <laughs> Cowboy hat. The best. <laughs> he's got spurs for no reason. So then he's just trying to like muscle uh, Owen like out. So in yeah, various set territory. pieces, like trying to take him out. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Do you think they should have like a sit down conversation at some point where Owen like tries to compel Billy Bob Thornton to like pursue his space dreams? Yeah, he's like, "What are you doing this? Why? Uh, this isn't even like you didn't get into this in the first place to be corrupt and push people off of their land." He's like, "You're right." I'm just trying to think of why he's like can't go into space anymore. What could he? Hmm. What could his issue be or his fear be? I wish I could use some sort of pre-existing Star Wars thing as his reason. Or like a painful memory. Like he's maybe he's afraid. Yeah. Last time he tried to go into space, the ion cannon shot down their ship. Okay. <laughs> or the trade blockade shot down their ship. Yeah. That works for me. Now I'm just trying to think about all the ways he tries to like get like take Owen out of the picture. Mm-hmm. I want him to do like a north by northwest seed, but with like an X wing. <laughs> Where he's like running, you know that that scene's in a field. Now you know it's gonna be like except good... instead of a cornfield, it's just open desert. Yeah, maybe there is one part of Tatooine that has a cornfield for some reason, and like Owen's trying to sneak in there and be like, "Well, there must be water somewhere if it, if all of this grew like this." But then, yeah, Billy Bob Thornton's played starts shooting at him. One of his dudes. It's got to be that. Um... Not an X-wing, but that thing that the, that Luke has a model of. That he's yeah. Like oh, the around. Skyhopper. Yeah. <laughs> but like Owen, like fights back. Oh, sweet. <laughs> How do you fight a spaceship from the ground? Maybe like he like lures it to like a Sarlacc pit. <laughs> Seems like a pretty fatal end. <laughs> Thornton. I thought this was like one of his guys. Oh, yeah. this is one of his guys. Goons. Okay. Yeah, Sarlacc pit makes an appearance. <laughs> uh. I'm glad we got all these tie-ins. People are going to love it. <laughs> I, can we have a Mount Rushmore, but it's just like Jabba the Hutt's head? <laughs> is there other people, too? Or is it just all Hutt's? It's all Hutt heads. So now we have all this Al- these Alfred Hitchcock Yeah, I did not see pieces. it taking this turn with all these set pieces. <laughs> There's also a sequence on a, like a carousel that keeps spinning. That's like faster, the final faster. one. It's like he's fighting Blair Thornton on a carousel, but it starts going into space. <laughs> so he like jumps off and it just lifts up into space it's like flying yeah, see, if you don't know what I'm talking about there's a carousel like fist fight in Strangers on a Train where like two guys are fighting on a spinning carousel so that's what we're talking yeah. about and it's like going into space what would be so cool if like it's if, also like it should be like a triumphant moment cause he's like Owen's like rooting for him he's like you're doing it you're going into space. Well, he's gonna die. Right? Like, it, shouldn't it be like like uh, Owen like jumps off the last second, but Billy Bob Thornton like ends up in space. He's like, it's beautiful, but he's like dead in space. Like, 
Also, is Billy Bob Thornton like redeemed at that point? Like, does do, does Billy Bob Thornton and Obi Wan like team up with Owen to fight the Tuscan Raiders at the end? The John Malkovich led Tuscan Raiders. Because that sounds good to me. Is is like finally Owen like gets through and Billy Bob Thornton's like. You're right. I gotta help you. So that's not the last thing. There's, there's some more. Okay. That. So That'd be cool. Does he Maybe come back like, down from space? Yeah. No, um, I'm saying like just do that fight. Still have him go die in space, but just like maybe he's fighting John Malkovich instead of Owen. Okay. Wait, John. Ma- who's fighting who? Bill Thorne's fighting John Malkovich. I think it's yeah. better if Uncle Owen's up there fighting him. Maybe he's like trying to get him to sign some form. <laughs> And then he, has, he finally decides to sign it, and he jumps. I don't know how he survives j- jumping out of like the atmosphere back onto the planet. Because I thought it'd be cool if like you think that's the end, and then he's back down, but then the Tusken Raiders show up, and then like it's like, fuck, I'm not prepared for this. I just jumped off of a carousel that almost went into space. And then Obi-Wan shows up, and like... Or does Obi Wan like catch him with the force and put him down gently? Oh yeah, he's like, oh. <laughs> and then we do the Rogue One thing where the main character story's ended, and then a Jedi character just kills a bunch of people, even though we don't really care anymore. Yeah, just because it's cool to watch. Yeah, I love the idea of Obi Wan saving him with his force powers. Though. That's so brilliant, especially yeah. if that's his like. Because you don't even see it, right? He's just falling, and then he's like, he's, like, he's just like there, hanging yeah. there. <laughs> and he do- he doesn't know what happened, but then like then you see like Obi Wan in it, like in a cave or something. Yeah. You only just see a blue lightsaber turn on in the dark. You're like, whoa, so cool. <laughs> 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 That's all good. Okay. Uh, who's directing? Call. Oof. I don't know. Who likes sand? <laughs> Who likes sand? Who's gonna make this good too? Yeah. Who's directed any far movies? <laughs> Farm movies. Um, See, I was thinking someone like David Lowry, or the guy who directed Hell or High Water, Taylor Sheridan. Yeah, those guys are ready. That seems like really realistic that you bring in one of yeah. those guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not as left field as Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> I like David Lowry, and then you can have um, I guess you have Casey Affleck in some roles. Casey Affleck gotta be there. Maybe he just plays with the sand people, but he never takes his hood off. So it's like a ghost story, right? He's <laughs> yeah. just wearing it the whole time. It's like, that's Casey Affleck. I like it. All right. Uh, what's it called? The Moist Dangerous Gay. <laughs> Why does all your titles have to be like a pun on a different title? How about uh, The Twin Sun Also Rises? It's really long. It's pretty good, though. I like it. The twin sun also rises, a Star Wars story. (laughs) Gotta have that, a Star Wars story. And we didn't talk about it, Sean, but I assume yours is Aaron Sorkin. Oh, yeah. Trying to understand Star Wars. Well, I mean, with a TV show, like, (laughs) different directors all the time. But he's like, He's the main yeah. behind that. Yeah, and that's the thing too, because it fits for him to have like a failed democracy. Because Aaron Sorkin is a failed political thinker and <laughs> thinks millennials are just stupid. 
Uh, okay, so who wins? It's pretty hard. The last two were both pretty good. To recap the titles, W-Wing. All That Jizz. <laughs> My Star Wars Story. A Star Wars Story. My Father's Tears, a Star Wars Star story. story. The Twin Sun also rises, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Hmm. I laughed the most at My Father's Tears. I think that was my favorite. But I really liked The Twin Sun Also Rises. I, I also because, really liked The Twin Sun Also Rises. Because of the carousel fight. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it had, yeah, it had the most offer in terms of like set pieces. Because it's just ripping off Hitchcock movies, apparently. <laughs> I did not see going. Just in the end, it turned yeah, out. Yeah, That's like what Star Wars does. It just rips off other movies. Like, yeah. in a brilliant way. Oh, it's so hard to pick from those two, though. Not for me. I definitely am picking the Twin Sun also. I really uh, like it. I'm just not picking it, because it's fine. <laughs> I liked it, too. Nancy, do you really want yours to win? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. You don't care. If you don't care, then yeah, let's give it to the twin sun also rises. Yeah. All right. Real close for me. That was really hard. So Lucasfilm, are you listening? We're available. We're ready to be hired. (laughs) We've got ideas. Um, And if you'd like to hear more of said ideas, head over to mildlyplease.com to see the stuff we've written about, or search on your podcast thing, like probably iTunes for. Mildly please, and you'll see more podcasts we did. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>